0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for streaming Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio, the official podcast for Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop out of Folsom, California. Check us out at SpottedDogYoga.com. This podcast is a continuation of our Pose Breakdown series. Up to this point, we have broken down Integration Awakening, vitality, equanimity, and the grounding series within Baptiste Yoga's Journey into Power Sequence. If you haven't had a chance to take a listen to the other series Pose Breakdowns, check them out. They are labeled Pose Breakdowns and then they say the name of the series. My hope is that these Pose Breakdowns give you a little bit deeper insight into proper alignment as well as some tips to help you get more out of these postures. As always in the podcast format, you'll have to use your ears and your listening to put in the cues that I'm asking you to play with. I recommend that you roll out your yoga mat for this practice and just for this podcast and just play with putting in what it is that I'm saying. The series that we are focusing on today is the Igniting series. The Igniting series is your backbend series. It is put intentionally in a, the place of the journey into power sequence uh, where you are prepared to bend your body backwards, which is not the typical direction in which our body bends. In fact, it's a reversal of energy in relationship to how we usually carry our bodies and everyday activities, right? Like when you're driving your car, you may be hunched over a little bit. Even when you're walking, you may be lightly hunched over a little bit, no matter how tall you're working on standing. And so, in our everyday activities, we're lightly hunched forward in some way, shape, or form. And these back bends over time are incredibly great for our spine and. Also, in helping rejuvenate and re enliven our spirit and recreate more blood flow and passion and fire um, in our body, mind, and our spirit. So, take that into consideration as you go into your backbending series. Also, take into consideration that your your back takes a lot of force and pressure over time, you know, from all the injuries and experiences that you've had, your back can be a sensitive place to be working in. So remember to take care of yourself. There's always options for you to modify and even amplify if you need to take less or if you need to take more in these postures. The first pose of the igniting series is locust pose. Locust pose starts with you on your belly so go ahead come on to your belly turn your palms down and bring your arms alongside your body to start with tuck your toes so just your toe pads are on the mat and with your toes tucked lift your kneecaps up off the ground and activate your quadriceps from here move up your body to your belly pull the pit of your belly in and up towards your spine and from your core lift your chest up off the earth. Lift your shoulders, arms, and hands up off the ground. So in this version of this posture, locust, your toes are tucked and on the ground, and your upper body is lifting and arching toward the ceiling. Really more, it's arching towards the front of your mat. There's a couple things you can do with your head here. Draw your jawbone into your neck lengthen the crown of your head forward and look down, that feels good, or draw your jawbone into your neck, lengthen the crown of your head forward, and then take your eyes up with your Jalandhara banda, your throat energetic lock intact, and your shoulders integrated. You can do this with your feet down, or now try lifting your feet up off the earth. So now your feet are lifted, your legs are lifted up to your pelvis, Your hands, your arms, your shoulders, and your chest are lifted as well. In this version, you can squeeze the inner edges of your feet together and pull your toes towards the front of your mat, or you can separate your feet out about hip-width apart. Sometimes separating your feet out a little bit here gives some space for your low back to breathe and to open. Sometimes squeezing the inner edges of your feet gives you more strength from your feet and gives you the ability to expand more in your chest. So play with that. In either case you don't ever really want to have your knees locked in together. So don't squeeze your legs together. Pull the energy of your legs towards your center line but separate your knees and give some space between your legs. Okay go ahead and release down. So again, locust pose you can do modified with your toes on the earth and your quadriceps active, or you can do with your legs lifted. Also in locust, as a reminder, you can have your feet and legs separated, or you can squeeze the inner edges of your feet together and have your knees lightly separated. In the journey into power sequence, we do typically two locust poses, and then you'll move to floor bow. and floor bow, reach around and grab the outer ankles of both of your feet with their respective hands. So right hand grabs the outside of your right ankle, the left hand grabs the outside of your left ankle. Pull your 10 toes towards your shin bones, press the center of your heels straight up. Kick powerfully into your hands to expand your chest and your upper back. Again, draw your knees in toward each other, but not together. So you have this energetic muscular action that you're creating by pulling inward. And then also, integrate your shoulders by lengthening the sides of your bodies up towards your ears and pinning your shoulder blades into your upper back. Draw your neck jawbone into your neck. Lengthen the crown of your head forward. You can keep your eyes down or you can tilt your eyes up depending on what feels the best for you. Floor bow and the journey into power sequence is typically done two times, the same as locust pose. After your second floor bow, you'll release to the ground and you'll come to upward facing dog. You can pause and hold upward facing dog here for a bit. Upward facing dog is a posture that you have done quite a few times in the series leading up to this point. But it's a really great opportunity in this moment to slow down. Draw your shoulders straight back, expand your chest and upper back. Lift the front of your pelvis up towards your belly button and ground down into the earth. And from the tops of your feet, press down into the earth and expand up and out through the crown of your head. From Upward Facing Dog, you'll move to Downward Facing Dog as a transition. You'll bring your knees down onto your mat and set up for camel. In camel posture, you're standing on your knees. So imagine your feet being your knees in these postures. With your feet behind you, tuck your toes and activate your feet through your quadriceps. Bring a little bit of softness into your pelvis so that you can lift the front of your pelvis and lengthen up and out through the crown of your head. Again, just like in floor bow, lengthen the sides of your bodies up towards your ears, pull your shoulders straight back, expand your chest and upper back. First, draw your jawbone into your throat, Lengthen the crown of your head up, and then if it feels good, you can drop your head back. You can put your hands on your low or mid-back for support. Just work on pulling your elbows in towards each other. Or if it feels good for you and you like the big opening across your chest, take your hands back to your heels and pull your hands into your heels to lengthen your chest up towards the ceiling. From camel, you'll move to downward facing dog, and in the journey into power sequence, typically you'll do two camels, so you would do another camel. After your second camel, you'll lay down onto your back, and you'll set up for the last back bends of the series. The first one is bridge. Bridge, and then the final six offerings in the backbend series are wheel. If you want to do bridge and replacement of wheel the whole entire way through, you can bridge can be incredibly challenging in itself and there's also a place where you can try middle ground between bridge and wheel and i'll talk to that too for bridge you'll want to bend your legs plant the four corners of your feet down and bring your feet in about hip width apart walk your hands along the side of your body and see if you can lightly touch your heels that'll give you about the right distance in which your feet are from your hands from here press your feet down and lift your hips up Just bring a little bit of softness to your hips and relax your glutes. That will allow you to lift the front of your pelvis up towards your belly button. And with your arms, you can do a couple things. You can interlace your fingers underneath your low back. And you can shimmy your shoulders together as you squeeze your palms together. You can also take your triceps and press them down into the mat. Spread all ten of your fingers but giving your Putting your triceps on your mat gives you the ability to actively press down with not just your feet, but also with your arms to leverage a little bit more of the earth to give you strength in your back bend here. Your jawbone naturally is pulling to your throat here in this pose, but remember to lengthen your side bodies up to your ears and to lengthen the crown of your head towards the back of your mat. Bridge Pose and floor bow pose and camel are all the exact same posture if you think about it. They're just at different angles, right? Bridge pose, you're on your back, floor bow, you're on your belly, and camel, you're on your knees. But if you looked at all three of those postures, they're all the exact same except for on a different plane. The final six back bends give you the opportunity to do wheel, which for me is one of the more challenging postures in the sequence in wheel you'll keep your feet hip-width apart do your best to keep your knees in line with your hips and your knees in line with your ankles take your hands behind your shoulders as wide as you'd like to without losing stability first press up onto the crown of your head so the crown of your head your hands and your feet are on the ground this is a great middle ground if you can't yet completely go all the way to wheel or if you are just slowly making, your um, creating strength to get into wheel. This is the middle ground. Both hands on the ground, crown of your head on the ground, and both of your feet pressing into the earth. From this middle ground, it's a great place to expand to wheel. So, draw your shoulder blades in towards your spine, press them into your body, pull your front ribs in, hug your inner thighs in, and keep softness in your glutes so that you can lift the front of your pelvis. From here, straighten your arms the best of your ability Expand your chest and your upper back towards the wall that's behind you. Draw your jawbone into your throat, lengthen the crown of your head, down towards the earth. You can even you can look up, you can look straight back, or you can even take your eyes underneath your body and look all the way back to your heels. And then as you lower down, do it mindfully. This is one step that's quite often forgotten. But first, draw your jawbone to your throat and slowly one vertebra at a time, lower all the way down onto your back. Again, for the last six back bends, you can interchange the options of bridge or wheel or the middle ground. You could do two bridges. And four wheels. You could do a bridge, a wheel, a bridge, a wheel, a bridge, and then wheel. You could do six wheels. You could do six bridges. You could do three bridges and three wheels, whatever you wanted to do and however you'd want to do it. No matter what posture you are in, as long as you're working the principles of the postures, you're going to get something out of it and it's going to be different every single day, which is why the repetition and the repetitive nature of journey into power and the Baptiste yoga sequence is so powerful gives you the opportunity to check into your body every day and to notice where you're at. And it also gives you the opportunity to expand infinitely, forever and ever, on the principles of the practice, the things that really matter. The poses don't matter. The poses are your access to the deeper meaning of yoga. The After the sixth wheel, or whichever backbend you chose for your fullest expression, you'll come to Supta Baddha konasana. In Supta Baddha Konasana, you'll bring the four corners of your feet together and pull your toes away from each other. Drop your knees out wide. Bring one hand onto your belly, one hand onto your chest. Lift the front of your pelvis and lightly press the flat of your back down into your mat and take your eyes softly up. This is an opportunity for you to lightly open up your hips, reconnect to your breath, and feel the amount of energy and fire that you created in the igniting series. After Suptabhada Kanasana come to Happy Dead Bug Pose and aka Happy Baby. Baron always says, and I think it's funny, that in the East Coast they call it Dead Bug, and on the West Coast they call it Happy Baby. <laughs> Just the difference in attitudes in different coasts, right? So um, you'll take grab the outer edges of your feet, pull your toes towards your shin bones, separate your knees out wide and lightly Drop your arms down towards the ground on the outer sides of your torso. You want to press the four corners of your feet up and keep your toes spread. I like to press the thumbs, my thumbs, my thumbs into the tendon of the big toe on each foot just as a way to remind myself to continue to guide the inner edges of my feet up towards the ceiling if you don't guide the inner edges of your feet and the mounds of your big toes up then your feet start to collapse inward if the soles of your feet are pointing towards each other more than they are towards the ceiling then you're losing integration in your feet and then again lift the front of your pelvis so that the flat of your back and your whole spine is linked to the ground for support draw your jawbone into your throat line lengthen it the crown of your head towards the back of your mat expand your chest and upper back and take deep breaths and just check in this is just basically like a frog on your back and a really good way to release your spine from all the work you did in igniting again if you haven't had an opportunity to to take a listen to the other pose breakdowns of this series go check them out There's some wacky, wild moments where I forget the names of poses and throw in some Sanskrit that makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) So bear with me. But we uh, have gotten through quite a few really great points, and I think you'll take a lot out of it that will help you expand your practice and ultimately your life. The next Pose Breakdown series that we'll be going over will be the Stability Series, which is the uh, breakdown of all the core and stabilizing exercises that we do in the Baptiste Yoga Journey into Power Sequence. Again, thanks for streaming Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio, the home of Spotted Dog Yoga in Folsom, California. And Spotted Dog Yoga is not just a yoga studio it 's also an online yoga platform as well as a stand up paddleboard retail shop yoga shop and a stand up paddle stand up paddleboard adventure hub. We take people out and do stand up paddleboard yoga adventures all summer long, so get ready for that. We also have amazing yoga training programs. We have two new dates released for our training programs. Our 200-hour yoga training program called Awaken starts July 15th, and um, it's an amazing program. We're right in the middle of one right now. We have 32 participants in it that are enjoying the heck out of it. And for further education purposes and leadership purposes, we have our newest Yoga training program. It's a 250 hour training program called INSPIRE. And INSPIRE starts on the 17th of July. So check those out at spotteddogyoga.com under yoga training to further educate yourself and prolong and elongate your yoga career and your overall health. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great rest of your day. Play hard and love big. Namaste.